Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. This week on The Pinball Show, back for an encore performance is Greg Bone as we chat vacation, carnivals, Chicago Gaming bringing in the big guns, Lyman Sheets and Josh Sharp to elevate their upcoming remake Cactus Canyon. We also bring you sizzling news courtesy of the TPS Correspondents, while Greg and I give you a thorough analysis on what this news may mean for Pinball's future. We chat about CGC's pay for code upgrades and when we're going to see Cactus Canyon, as well as the new Queen Pinball Machine reveal, more production delays around the industry, when you're going to see your ordered Stern Pinball game, Halloween's new code, a GNR price increase, pin sides this or that, pinball market trends, and much more. Greg and I may be known for giving out way too many B-pluses, but I can guarantee you this, listener, this episode is a solid A. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. All right. now listening to the pinball show episode 77 i'm your host zach Minnie, and alongside me somebody relatively new to the hobby you don't know them very well yet but you're gonna learn a whole hell of a lot about them very soon it's my best bud greg bone how's it going greg i'm back i'm back in the saddle again <laughs> it's not too bad it's it was pretty too, rough, but... Well, you you love the Aerosmith pinball machine, so that makes sense. I do like the Aerosmith pinball machine, except for those pops. We all know that. Look at him laying some icing down. Uh, Greg, would you ever buy that game? No. Exactly. <laughs> what, the hell are, what the hell are you doing back on this show? Well, because I actually have some time. I am sitting right now in Gulf Shores, Alabama on the beautiful Ooh. coast staring out at the beach watching waves and i have some time on my hands wow they call it uh they call different places around the world the the gold coast and stuff i i consider the the gulf of alabama the brown coast is that what they refer to that as i could see that being (laughs) semi-accurate maybe a tainted amber (laughs) emerald Amber. (laughs) Are are you guys having a good time yeah, oh, it's great, dude. Yeah, weather weather's a little a uh, little murky, a little windy, but other than that, you know, you're on you're on the beach, man. Like mm. there is no complaining when you're on the beach. Well, we're talking pinball news today, and nothing is more windy than the people reporting the pinball news. Let's Ooh. jump into that here soon. Uh, so you're on vacation. I wanted to no no segue here. I wanted to give a a shout out to our friend Pin Monk. You know Pin Monk, don't you, Greg? Yeah. 
those quiet fans, all that good stuff. Yeah, and the uh, the gel inserts. Uh, covers that color yep. the inserts on, on different games, Iron Maiden, Stranger Iron Maiden, games, yeah. Uh, I want to give him a shout out because he was kind enough. He listened to our last episode of me talking about the hunk that I was in my Halloween outfit of being a full greaser. Um, <laughs> and, and I said I was missing my retractable switchblade comb. And damned if in the mail this week, listener, I didn't receive that uh, that actual accessory. And it was from oh. Pin Monk. Isn't that nice? Do you remember how absolutely badass and cool that you felt as a kid when you had a switchblade comb? Oh, uh, without a doubt. And they hurt. They weren't an easy soft comb. <laughs> it was like a literal, like they, they replaced the razor blade with like pins yeah. that just scraped your scalp and ate it away. You had to get through those rat nests. I mean, come on. <laughs> but I love those combs. Uh, I always, yeah. I think they always had them at fairs. Like, and you, yes. would, you, like, yeah. I remember winning them at fairs and stuff like for the balloon pop or dumb stuff. Yeah. Fuck the goldfish. I want the switchblade comb. Yes. I don't want the stuffed frog. Yeah. Give me the switchblade. Damn it. Oh, can you imagine nowadays, like if you were to give away a switchblade comb at a fair? Oh, God forbid. Yeah. I got, so do you remember the, uh, like speaking of like the little balloon pop, which is the dumbest game in the world. Mm -hmm. It's balloons and you throw a dart. If you miss that, you're failing at life. (laughs) Like, but do you remember like the little like four by four or like five by five squares with pictures? The glass art. Yeah. Yes. The glass. And it had just like a paper frame (laughs) around it. You'd always break them and there'd be shards that they were going to cut your throat and yeah. But you loved them. And I remember getting a red hot chili pepper, red hot oh, chili pepper yeah. one. And they it was the one with the socks. That's yep. all they yep. had was the socks. And I'm like, they had that at a fair. I'm like, if you went to a fair now, that that booth would be boycotted if you had something like that. Do you nowadays. think they still do the dart throws? Oh, they have to. They have to. That's a staple. How That's many people are impaled by do? those darts? Oh, somebody's got to get drunk and pissed off and throw a dart at somebody every now and then. <laughs> How many times does that carny working that booth get hit in the arm with a needle? Not that he's not used to getting hit in the arm with a needle. Oh! Hey! Man, that's comedy gold, ladies and gentlemen. Those are tracks from my booth, not <laughs> tracking <laughs> track my tears there. Oh. oh, but yeah, the the festivals were always great. I love the stuffed animals. I don't even know how they called them stuffed animals because they were stuffed with not not cotton, but like styrofoam. Remember those? They were never snuggly. They're always just no, no, really full rough. with those little styrofoam balls in them. Yes, oh. yeah, that moved around. You know what I was always good at? Do you remember? Man, and I don't even know if they had them at fairs, but like if you go to Holiday World or something like that or one of those things, the frogs. Do you remember the frogs that you used oh, to yeah, hit the and, and land on the lily pad? Mm-hmm. I, dude, once I get a feeling like, like I have great muscle memory or something, once I get that feeling and I found that sweet spot, dude, I could just take the every damn prize in that place. Ooh. Like I loved hitting that damn hammer on that thing and making that frog leap onto that pad. I was not good at that. Oh, the only thing I was good at. No, I wasn't good at that. You know what I was good at at the fair, Greg? Hmm. I'm trying to think of fair games. I can vividly remember last year being at the fair and being awesome at this. Where you shoot the the water cannon into the hole? Well, kind of. No, I was great at dragging your mom's ass out from the beer garden (laughs) at about 1130 at night when she was... Tanked, trying to get the numbers of the different carnies. Oh, <laughs> see a carny hoe shooting stuff in holes. I'm quite familiar with. Uh, I was so close, so close. Let's jump over. I want to hear some correspondence. They've got some juicy news this week. We've got a lot of it, so let's jump right in. It's time for TPN Industry News. 
Matt Morrison here with your Chicago Gaming Company update for the week, and just when I thought CGC was going radio silent again, they drop a press release yesterday. The title reads, CGC continuing to enhance upcoming pinball releases with Lyman Sheets and Josh Sharp partnering with Chicago Gaming Company. As the press release continues, it states how Lyman and Josh Sharp were contracted to enhance the software on upcoming Cactus Canyon remake. All the other CGC remakes were originally coded by Lyman in the Williams era. You have to wonder if Lyman will go back and enhance those games as well. Hopefully we all get to play and experience the new code at Pinball Expo in just a few short weeks. However, I have a source that is telling me that this Josh Sharp-Lyman combo goes a little deeper and that these two are now working together at Raw Thrills. Say what? This raises a ton of questions. So Lyman left Stern for Raw Thrills? Did Lyman give up on pinball? Is Raw Thrills getting into the pinball game? What does all this have to do with CGC? Well, I'm going to leave you on that cliffhanger. Until next week, back to you guys. Hello and welcome to the Pinball Show Stern News Update. I'm Craig Bobby. Well, if you're a recent Stern buyer in the last 12 months, you may have been asking this pointed question recently. Where's my machine and how long have you been waiting? Yes, with supply chain, labor shortages, and let's face it, the unbelievable trend towards home entertainment has created an absolute perfect pinball storm, skyrocketing demand and pushing out Stern delivery times to some of the longest they have seen in their history. And it appears that trend is continuing with the first run of Godzilla Pros slated for operators being delayed by a week. And unless you were extremely high on the waiting list for a premium, good luck getting one before Christmas this year. My estimate is that most non-LE and non-operator buyers will be waiting a minimum of six months for the title of their choice. But with back orders at the factory estimated to be anywhere from six to 10,000 units or upwards of 30 to 50 million dollars in orders, it's no wonder deliveries are being pushed out, testing the patience of anxious and excited pinball buyers everywhere. Holy wait and see, Batman! And speaking of patience, Mandalorian buyers will be excited to learn that Stern has dropped new .98 code for the world's best bounty hunter themed pinball machine. Yes, this new code contains game enhancements including an added challenge mode available from the start menu which when selected begins, you have what I want. Wizard mode. This code also contains additional polish, game enhancements, and bug fixes. Well, that's all for this week for the Pinball Show. I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. Hi, this is Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. With three superstar designers now at Jersey Jack Pinball, it's a good time to try to sort out what could be coming up next from the team. Jersey Jack is still running Guns N' Roses, and many people who purchased it are still waiting for their machines. Jersey Jack has also announced a quote, small run of Willy Wonka's on its second line just in time for the holidays. Jersey Jack made sure to point out that Guns N' Roses are still running on the first line, and that people who ordered will get theirs soon. So what's next? Many have requested a rerun of Pirates of the Caribbean, but this is unlikely that the lines are not currently set up to run wide-body games. There are also rumors that the license runs out in 2021, further crushing the hopes of those hoping to buy Eric Menier's first game. Although there's been a lot of speculation about their next game, including titles like The Matrix and Avatar, the overwhelming favorite for the next pin is a Pat Lawler Toy Story, but the timing is unknown. 
If I had to hazard a guess, I'd say their next game announcement will be in Q1 2022. But I think it all comes down to how fast they can pump out those Guns N' Roses. I announced last week that Scorbit now has achievements. Just a reminder that Scorbit is free for all Jersey Jack pinball games. They charge a small monthly fee if you're using their Scorbitron hardware, but this doesn't apply to Jersey Jack games as they have hardware built in. That's all for this week. For The Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg. Hey, this is Kaz with an update on American Pinball. I reached out to Dave Brennan and Josh Kugler. They both mentioned the new code updates coming for Houdini, Oktoberfest, and Hot Wheels. We're going to have bug fixes, additional enhancements, and the team play co-op mode. They both agree that owners will be very pleased with the improvements and new additions. And also a source informed me that Game 4 is currently on the line as they are ramping up to full production very soon. I don't have an official confirmation on the reveal date, but I would guess it'd be sometime right around Pinball Expo in Chicago in just a few weeks. And I would assume that games will be ready for sale as soon as it's shown. Hope to get more info as we get closer to Pinball Expo. I hope everyone has a great week and has fun playing pinball. For the Pinball Show, this is Brian Cosner. Thank you, correspondents. Wonderful job this week. We've got a lot of news. The big one, in my opinion, coming from Chicago Gaming Company. Listener last week, Chicago Gaming Company, CGC, sent out a press release with the title, Chicago Gaming Company is continuing to enhance upcoming pinball releases. Lyman Sheets and Josh Sharp partnering with Chicago Gaming Company. Uh Uh-oh. So I'm going to quickly read you this press release so that we're all on the same page. Chicago Gaming Company is pleased to announce that Lyman Sheets and Josh Sharp have been contracted to develop new and enhanced software for Cactus Canyon Remake. Lyman Sheets is a pinball software engineer whose accomplishments span nearly three decades. Lyman brings a wealth of knowledge in software design as well as gameplay. His visions of gameplay and rules are a result of his many years as an avid pinball tournament player and enthusiast, and many of his rule sets serve as the backbone for modern pinball rules design. Josh Sharp is a passionate pinball enthusiast who is the current president of the International Flipper Pinball Association, IFPA. Josh has been a competitive pinball player since 1993 and created the World Pinball Player Rankings in 2006. The son of industry leader Roger Sharp, Josh also extended his love of pinball by writing game reviews for Playmeter magazine for 18 years. Quote, we are pleased to be working with Lyman and Josh on this project. Their knowledge, enthusiasm, and excitement has been instrumental in taking this game to a level above and beyond our expectations, end quote, said Doug Duba, president of Chicago Gaming Company. I'll cut it short there. What are your reactions to this, Greg? We we hear Lyman Sheets. We didn't know where he was at. Well, we as in the, the royal, we as in a community, didn't know where Lyman Sheets uh, went to, and now we're hearing that he is contracted out to be helping with Cactus Canyon Remake. That's exciting, right? I honestly think that it's uh, great news, and I also think that it's a great move by Chicago Gaming because you you, sure. you take it's one of those things that, that it, it's Cactus Canyon. Cactus Canyon's a neat game. You know, it, it has a lot going for it, but... You and I have been fans of uh, shooting it. It's fun to shoot. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's fun to shoot. The code can be fun. Um, you know, it's not bad, but like, you know, like when you got a 
polish it and you're needing more code, it's still Cactus Canyon. I, I, I've mm-hmm. always been, ever since you sort of heard rumors very, very early on that that was the next game they were going to do and that's that's the direction they were going in, you're kind of like, man, like it's still Cactus Canyon. How are you going to get people excited about this? Because I think that you have a very limited market for, for that game, um, honestly. And so it's like, how, how do you get people amped up for it? How, do, how are you going to sell these games? And I think that they may have found (laughs) that that way to sell those games. Yeah, certainly. And what about uh, Josh Sharp? We know that he helped with, I think, some of the licensing, maybe some of the rules and and software of uh, of Hot Wheels with American Pinball. So we we see him dabbling more and more into back into the, the pinball development cycle how do you feel about that and i I mean i don't think that hurts anything like like, i don't know exactly what all josh does you know sadly enough i don't know what all he's completely involved in and how much he has but i I think having a second person there to kind of keep lyman on task and keep Mm. him going and maybe give more uh of a different perspective is always good i I like a team approach i I don't i don't necessarily like it when one person's running away with something with code or something else because you i think you get too focused and you get in your own head and you sort of need somebody there and honestly i I don't know if there's anybody over at chicago gaming that could do that with lyman so I, i think the addition of uh josh being in there that tag team approach and and knocking ideas off each other i I think is very beneficial yeah and josh has a great head on his shoulders he's really really in tune very self-aware he's he's one of the good guys Um, yeah and he knows what sells you know it's not just oh let's throw in this astronomically deep code this crazy code something that's just Mm -hmm. uh you know that that's just all tournament pinball or something I, i think josh can come at it from multiple perspectives and he also knows what sells yeah, that's that's a really good point. He's a businessman too, which is good. Very much so. We'll talk about that in a second. I am hearing personally, listener, that the enhanced code that they're working on is actually going to come later after the release of Cactus Canyon Remake. This is going to be a paid package upgrade. Oh, how do you feel about that? So what's Ooh. what are they gonna what's gonna be in the original? Is it gonna be like the original unfinished code or a slightly finished code? Well, or yeah, what, uh, what's the rumor of it being released with? Those of you who are in on a Cactus Canyon remake, fear not. The company still going through that old unfinished code, and they are finishing it. So that that's going to be a standard. They're going to have to. They're finishing that code. The code's done, kind of thing. But later on, you're going to get this enhanced. Kind of what some of these companies are doing, Greg. 2.0 code. Remember, Haggis has got that 2.0 uh, Fathom code coming out. So this is what this is feeling like to me. But paying for it is a different story. Well, and that's the issue. You take something like Fathom, man. Fathom is an old game. Like like paying for an upgraded 2.0 code on such an old game and you're getting a brand new off the factory line game. I mean, that's a totally different story mm-hmm. than when you are releasing a game brand new and then you go, here's an alternate code. Uh, pay me some money because I think a lot of people are going to look back and they're going to go, well, that's a much better code. You guys know that that's a better code. Then why did you just not scrap the original mm-hmm. code or just give us this and you could have done, in menu settings, go to the original unfinished Cactus sure. Canyon code if you wanted to be nostalgic about it and give us this Lyman Sheets code right out of the damn gate. Well, I think uh, the problem is we're working with Lyman Sheets. And we yes, know it's going to take a while. They need to, re- yeah. I, I, I know. So I, know you can't, yeah. I overall think this move is really smart. I love the move because my argument would be, uh, if I was playing the angel's advocate here, Look, you bought Medieval Madness with original code at this price. You bought Attack from Mars with this price with the original code. 
You paid for Monster Bash at this price for the rental code. We're going to continue that same. You're going to get a full code with Cactus Canyon at said price. Now, if you do want an enhanced version of this code set, here's another upgrade that you can pay for because it's not a necessity. I think it's going to depend on how it's going to depend on how enhanced it is. Is it is it just completely restructured code? Well, if when's the last time the Lyman has, has touched code that wasn't complex? Oh, I know, I know. So I guess that it's going to depend on how how different it is. And I don't know, man. I still think it's one of those. I don't know. I guess if it's and it's going to depend on how much it costs. Oh, sure, sure. Well, if you think about it, I think this opens up, listener, the opportunity. If this partnership goes well, maybe we see a medieval madness enhanced code package. Well, and that's the thing that I hate about dogging this is because we we've both been very open and and both been advocates for this exact thing to go on in pinball, especially with older games. I I guess that it's just wrapping my head around a game being released right now and them already announcing that. If the game would have came out and it a couple months would have gone by, five months would have gone by or something, and they said, hey, listen, we thought this game needed a little more. Uh, Lyman Sheets has been working with us along with Josh Sharp. Here's an enhanced package. It's $300 Three hundred dollars mm-hmm. for this upgraded coat. Then I think it's it, three hundred dollars. That's, that's cute. Well, I don't know. I'm just trying to put a. I'm just trying to be optimistic. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, like yeah. I guess that's why. Like, I, I I can't dog it. So here's the issue: it, is it's hard to critique and it's hard to, to to do any of this and to talk negatively upon any of this because. We know no matter what, people are going to give it hell. And then if even giving it hell, shouting from the rooftops, everyone's still going to go out and buy this enhanced code from Lyman oh, no yeah. matter what it costs. And no matter who they are, they're going to buy it. Yeah, it's a, it's a valid point. And it's I'm just becoming, I, I'm becoming one of those staunch pinball people where the, I was very open to a lot of things. And now, oh, a bit crusty, huh? Yeah, I'm getting a little, I'm like, man, but, but it ultimately doesn't matter. Like, I don't get mad about it. Like some people do. People get really upset about that (laughs) shit. I'm not mad at it. I just maybe sometimes wish it was a little different, but I also Lyman probably is not cheap. I'm sure Josh is not cheap. So you have to somehow cover the cost of, uh, employing those two gentlemen, uh, and all their expertise and talent. But newsflash, Greg, you've hmm. been like that for, since I've known you. (laughs) Sorry, but no. I know. I'm, I'm always trying to change. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I like the idea of, of possibly enhanced codes later on. How much do you think the community would spend for an upgraded 2.0 code? I think if it's really good, I think that you could you could hit a thousand. I don't want to see it being that much, but I I would think I to me five hundred dollars for anything like that, like a topper price, is more of a uh, maybe more more realistic. Well, let's go with that then. A thousand dollars. Do you think they'd sell a lot? I I, I don't know. This is really going to come down to let's say it's a thousand dollars. I think I would buy it all day long at a thousand dollars. You, uh, you know what? I'll give you ten thousand dollars, and you give me ten uh, new updated packages for those Bally Williams games. It would, it would sign me up now. But if we've got some toppers coming out at a thousand, this is going to be the test of the community. What's more important, the bling or the code? Oh, I completely agree. And I, I'm wondering how much of it's coming from a business standpoint. I, I think that. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that there's a lot of numbers being crunched. I mean, uh, hypothetically, what do, you, what do you think Lyman pulls in? 80 to 110? To what? Year. Oh, dude, I couldn't even speculate. I have no clue. 
I don't either. But I, that's why, like, hypothetically, I think you take his salary. They take the number of machines that they're going to estimate. They take Josh Sharp in there. They got to turn a profit. Uh, I I think that whatever that price is going to be is obviously going to be a very you know what mm-hmm, I'm saying. They're not mm-hmm. going to lose money on this, so it's it's going to have to be something that makes sense to them selling games and turning well, a profit. Yeah, and I think announcing this now instead of announcing it whenever that upgraded mm-hmm. you know code package is available will increase the likelihood that people purchase this game day one. Oh, I do too. I, I'm just wondering how many people. I think that some people it will it will push away until they unless when they release it they come out with the enhanced package price i don't see that happening but mm. like it would be nice to know up front you know what i'm saying like you're looking forward to what if it's a three thousand dollar code what if it's just something ri- ridiculous then you're like shit i went and bought this game and speculation of this enhanced code and now it's something that like meh. well we're and we're already guessing that the the pricing on a, the next cgc game is going to be going up as well that's just it has no to. Every, everybody else is going across the board. There's exactly. no way CGC with parts and manufacturing and everything else, mm-hmm. lack of labor, is going to stay at their current price point. And we also know, listener, that CGC is going to come out with no classic model. This is just mm. coming out with a special edition and a limited edition model. That changes things up, too. Yeah, it Ooh. does. Ooh. I don't know how much I like that. I can tell you that as soon as this announcement came out with Lyman Sheets, my phone started ringing a lot. Oh, I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it makes Cactus Canyon, because like I said, I like the quirkiness of that game. Everybody loves it. And now you take something with a modern rule set that Lyman can bring to it. It's honestly going to be uh, kind of an evolution in pinball right now. It's going to be kind of a, a first mm-hmm. in pinball. I guess. Yeah. Don't you think? Because yeah. it's the first time that this is really going on. I mean, you got Fathom, but. Well, and they did, uh, Dutch Pinball did the 2.0 package for Bride of Pinbot. Yeah, um, but. We had Cactus Canyon continued, Eric Pripke doing that. Yeah, it, well, Eric did a great job with that, but it was a quirkiness to it. it and wasn't it wasn't like, really a, yeah, yeah. Wasn't a, yeah. It wasn't a manufacturer. Yeah. Uh, yes that. yeah you didn't have somebody with the caliber of lyman sheets developing it for this this older game and it mm-hmm. being brought out like you said by manufacturer I, I i think that that's a game changer it's like what we've always said dude like i i wish that there would be like i wish somebody would get the license and i wish that you could pay somebody and you start this startup company on the side that's not even related to maybe manufacturers but you've got the bally williams license that you've paid for to do this sure. and then you've got a freaking chip burner and you've got someone like dwight or lyman or somebody that you pull off and there's someone that forms this company that says make new code for these games yeah and you can sell those chips I think that that is a great thing. We know where we can obtain the license. It's just doing it and having the upfront capital and the faith that these programmers are going to develop great code for one of these older games. Yeah, and hot damn, I may actually, with an enhanced code, finally want to own in my collection a Demolition Man. I don't think that's that bad a code. (laughs) And here's the thing. Here's the kicker, Greg. I was cracking up um, seeing some podcasters just... screaming that you heard it here that Lyman is at the Chicago game. I'm like, fucking Dennis Creasel reported that last week. I think it's old news. <laughs> and Matt Morrison's been reporting on that for a, a couple months now. Like, all right, whatever. Everybody's got to be the first. It's the popular thing. Spe- <laughs> you heard it here. Speaking of Matt Morrison, uh, did you guys catch that in the correspondence? Him dropping some bombs here. He claims to have a source that's reporting that Lyman Sheets is now working at Raw Thrills Play Mechanics. 
So those two in particular, uh, Josh Sharp and Lyman Sheets coming over to work on this enhanced code, that makes a little more sense now if true. Well, it makes sense while they're together, mm-hmm. but, but what is Lyman doing at Raw Thrills? I, I don't know. Raw Thrills uh, slash Play Mechanics, huge company. Huge yeah. company. I've been preaching and begging Josh Sharp and the team over there uh, now that we sell Raw Thrills games, like, oh, get somebody to code some rule sets that are more for home use so that I can sell more of these games in the home because they would be awesome pieces in anybody's arcade pinball collection. Maybe? Well, but I wonder what, like, so... When you hire Lyman, you're you're hiring uh, depth, right? You are hiring depth, but but what in Lyman? I I feel that that you code something like Jurassic Park or Halo or Ninja Turtles or something, something that Raw Thrills comes Mm -hmm. out with. Uh, I, I feel like that the programming of that and those story arcs and creating an adventure like that is is so absolutely different. It's more of a story, not necessarily storytelling, because it doesn't get real in depth. It's just a way different structure than what you take with pinball. Sure. So t- to me, uh, they're very similar, but they're not. So what did they see in Lyman, or what did Lyman present to them, or what happened if Josh or somebody reached out to Lyman? Like, what in Lyman made them say, "Hey"? This is what we need. Well, I think it's one because he's prolific at coding. I mean, think about uh, even at Stern, he helped bring them into the spike system. Like he helped with all of that, that operating system. So I think they see that. And the other huge thing is listener and Greg bone. When it comes to raw thrills, what is their, one of their biggest things that they push on social media and in entertainment and all of that. It occurred this last weekend and it's, that's the Big Buck Hunter Championship. It, it is more of, and we know, Josh, look, all of the puzzle pieces are coming together. We know that Josh Sharp is big into, he's the president of IFPA, competition. We've got Big Buck mm-hmm. Hunter, competition. What are we going to do to bring Halo and different Raw Thrill games in the future to, to be like that Big Buck Hunter where we have strategy and we have depth so that we have precision to use for competition-based stuff? We bring in Lyman Sheets. Well, and you got to put as much as what I say that it's different. And, that was and it beautiful, wasn't it, Greg? Come on, that was, it was beautiful. Was I was actually impressed. It was really it, good. It, it sparked my inner thought process. Okay. <laughs> like, but it's like you said. Like you, you, you. It is something that is different, but it's not different. So if if he can look at it the way he looks at pinball machines, because. Man, I, I feel like that those games are maybe a little more complex. There's more going on. Mm, what do you mean? Okay, you're driving a. Uh, I'll just use Jurassic Park for a reference. Okay, just Jurassic Park sit down arcade. Yeah, you take anything. Okay. You're driving down like you, you. You're having to pick plots of where dinosaurs come out, where enemies come out. Now you need to throw a barrel. You need to do the, like in a 10 second, 20 second, 25 second screenshot of gameplay. Mm-hmm. You have more complexity and more going on than what you do in an entire mode, for the most part, in a pinball machine. Okay. Animation. Do you not agree? And stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, okay, I want to do this. It's so much easier to go, okay, I want to do this shot, and it opens up. Yes, it it seems a lot more complex, but I guess that if his mind works in the depth that it is, then it's an easy transition, and maybe he approached them with some great ideas and was like, hey, you know what? Like you said, the tournament thing kind of makes sense Mm -hmm. because Big Buck Hunter is where their money is. That's where that company is probably really helped it survive. That's an earner, yeah. 
Yes, yes, definitely. And so you, you take something like that and you, you do. It's like what we, we've argued about that too, about man, you have to, like these games just don't belong in an arcade. Like that's archaic for them to mm-hmm. just be in an arcade. Like you need to do something to bring them into the home environment. And what we've talked about like with home rules and making something a little, that has a little more, more longevity that you just can't hit, keep mm-hmm. hitting the, the free play button on there and run through the entire game in 40 minutes or less. Like if you did some championship style that you took to Jurassic Park or Halo or something with, again, maybe some of that online connectivity, Uh then now, yeah, you're trying to beat your score and then you, you broaden some, some of these modes and stuff in these games. Now I'm playing the sit down arcade of Halo or maybe of cruising or maybe of Jurassic Park by Raw Thrills playing mechanics. And you are the shooter number two. And we're both online and we're both playing. There's a lot here. I'm really excited about what this is going to mean, uh, not only for pinball, but for arcade in the future. And I've got to say, if we've got Lyman Sheets, rumor is working at Raw Thrills Play Mechanics, and we got Josh Sharp over there, the brain that is uh, the competition in pinball, working with CGC, one can only think, like Matt Morrison said, maybe we see more of this collaboration with CGC in the future. Oh, I think if this goes over well, you're damn well going to see more. It's not mm-hmm. a one-off. They're going in there with, yeah. They're, they're hey, Greg, you know who's really good at getting licenses? Eugene Jarvis over yeah. at Raw Thrills Play Mechanics. Yes. Mm-hmm. Big, big, big You know who's license. not uh, who's, who, who's not used to getting licenses? Chicago, Chicago Gaming. Gaming Company. <laughs> Mm. I'm going to, I'm going to leave that there for everybody. I think, I think that discussion is about as original and and good as you're going to get in pinball media. Well, and listen, you can't go like you can't go. There's only so many games that Chicago gaming can reproduce. Uh, with their current code we, in, yeah, in we make knew that worth they were going to have original licenses. Yeah, yeah. It, it may be Big Bang Bar. With, I don't. I still don't even care for that game. But it, nah. you come out with that, you have to have a stellar rule set to sell that game. Yeah, I. They'd sell. They'd sell more Indiana Jones, more Adams Family, more Twilight Zone. I don't care what people say. No, if they get into that, I would love to see that made Adam's at a decent Family, price. New co- <gasps> yeah, Greg. When are we going to see Cactus Canyon remake? Uh man, that's the sound of someone maybe. that's about to guess, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it's definitely a guess. Maybe here uh, around Expo time. Okay, I think it's a good bet. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to see Queen, the newly revealed Queen by Pinball Brothers at Pinball Expo? Man, I don't know. No, it's already been out. No. I, I think, I think they have to get one over there. It's not going to happen. You're not going to see think that. So. It's a segue into our next news segment: Pinball Brothers revealing. Queen, the band Queen, getting their own pinball machine. I caught wind of this, Greg, from the Nap Arcade Facebook page. I gotta, I gotta give a standing ovation to Nap Arcade, uh, retooling things over there. Now having a website, blog. Uh, we're buddies with with Nappy, and he's not pulling the punches. This thing is nice that he's got going on. Oh, I um, love what he's doing. His arcade visits and everything. So shout out to Nap Arcade. Phenomenal, phenomenal work right now. But uh, I heard it from there, and then there's a deep dive by Pinball News showcasing information on the Queen machine, detailed pics of this prototype machine, etc. Uh, et kind of an odd reveal, Greg. It physically showed up, this machine, at a pop-up store in London at a dedicated Queen shop. The game's not playable. Uh, it's just simply being used as a display piece, so it's 
Yeah, it's more of a display piece. I, I struggle to even call it a prototype. And we know the game was originally designed as a wide body by Barry Ausler and Dave Sanders over there. was a highway pinball title before Pinball Brothers bought that business. And then it was redesigned for a standard body cabinet, which makes sense, I think, for uh, pr- yeah. from a production standpoint. Your first impressions whenever you just looked and gazed upon the photos of Queen. Holy moly, talking about a fan layout. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that was my only major concern. Like, I mean, it does it, have three it, flippers. Yeah. I mean, even, even with, I mean, artwork's obviously going to stand out. And I, I thought it was okay. Like, like, okay. Pictures of like Brian May and them. Like, it's just not, I don't know. I like, thought the artwork it, was meh. Looks okay. Yeah. It's, meh. it's not, it's not like atrocious. It could have been worse, but it's not like anything that goes, that's freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then, you know, when I saw the pictures of the play field, that was literally what grabbed me was it is. It's just like, to me, like the epitome of a fan layout. So I, I don't know. It still looks fun to shoot, but is it going to be boring? Mm. What makes you feel like it could be boring? Just that super basic fan layout. I mean, it's literally mm-hmm. just left to right, like straight shots, just all in order. Nothing really it's like, original. No, no. I'm just going to hit, you know, I, I'm going to hit a shot if I flip. It almost looks like it's just shot after shot after shot after shot after shot. Might hit a shot drop target. It's going to scalare your ass back to the flipper. but Yeah, it will. And I do like that. We were just arguing about that, about how, how we want to drop target in front of a shot to open up I do before like you can get that. back there. I yeah, do I do like too. That. that was the one thing that stood out to me. And then the weird upper little play field thing. I mean, that doesn't look terrible. It's You're being compact. nice. I think it looks like ass. I hate upper play fields that, that, that are wasting my time. I'm a little frank on this. Sorry, listener, uh, if you don't like it harsh, but... I'm going to give it to you rough and raw, unlubricated. And that upper play field has three stand-up targets and a captive ball. That's a whoop-de-doo when I'm playing. I Stand-up targets, as, as listeners know, to me are pinball design filler. They're not satisfying. There's nothing great about them. I like that they illuminate. I'm going to give them credit there. But I don't care about hitting stand-up targets in a pinball game. Captive ball... You're, you're, you're pressing your luck with me on a captive ball. Keith Elwin can do it, but a captive ball, sometimes I just don't care about. Wonka's captive ball, great. But a captive ball, not always the most captivating thing to hit. Well, I, I think people still knock, like I still fire. think that one of the greatest third flipper shots, because it, it it's an oddly kind of tough shot, or at least on mine, you, you had to just, you had to smack that button a little bit. But with Simpsons Pinball Party, man, that third, that third flipper up to the couch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a good, I mean, you consider that a mini play field and like, Hello. I, I, yeah. I like that shot up there. I thought it was one of the best that there was because it had a purpose and you needed a little bit of skill. It wasn't guaranteed absolutely every time. Um, and again, you just, it's like you said, you just weren't frailing around mm-hmm. bouncing that damn thing off barely. You know what I'm saying? It's just so, but you had a captive, you had a, uh, a physical ball lock on Simpsons Pinball Party. You also had that little yeah. loop that That's what I'm saying, made modes. it good. That was good, yeah. Yeah, that's that what was, I'm saying. That was good. And, um, and, you know, I don't know. Maybe I spoke out my ass on this. Maybe maybe with those three stand-ups blocking, I mean, because there's three blocking three different shots. That's going to add a little bit of difficulty and, you know, excitement from the start. You know, mm. especially if you have to hit them like two or three times. On the main play down. field, the drop targets. Yeah, on yeah. the main play field. Yeah, there's three different three different of those uh, stand-up targets. I don't know, man. Maybe it's interesting. One of them comes back up and you have to hit it down. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah. It's got the potential if it's got good code in with those stand-up targets. We still, we still hot wheels do that. Uh, put a yeah. draw target in between a, a path. I, I do like that, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. This layout to me, when I'm looking at it, it seems pretty pedestrian. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the center ramp. Center ramps aren't ever, they're never crazy satisfying just because of the spot no. on the flipper that in which you hit them. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm not, I'm not mad at center ramps. Uh, mm-hmm. We know that there is a right ramp hidden somewhere around there. I, I do like a clean orbit. This thing may shoot well. It's going to be a little bouncy with those, with those drop targets. Looking at this layout, nothing, nothing shocks me. Um, the whole right alley to the, again, another stand up target to spell out queen does really little to nothing. I like the drop mm-hmm. targets bottom left. I like that they're all white and they can be illuminated behind or within. That's nice. But again, not a feature that I'm, I'm dying to have. I'm glad they're not stand-ups targets there. Um, but the upper play field kills it for me because that's that's essentially your main toy, Greg, and mm, it, that doesn't look fun. No, I think it could be a hindrance because it looks like it. Well, no, it's not going to be. And you can hit it, it in that one path, I think, and the article suggests that there's a physical ball lock if you hit it in that one hole, but it looked like a scoop to me, so I don't know where the balls are physically. I don't know. We there, It's hard to get a good angle. If we're looking at the mechs, let's look, talk about the mechs of this game. What uh, what is what is not? We got an upper play field, so that's kind of a, a mech thing going on. We have a lot of toys, molded toys, like the uh, Radio Gaga old-timey radio that looks molded. We have Wim, Wembley Stadium in the back that is 3D printed. This could be just a a prototype it may be resin molded later but i do like my favorite mech in this entire game greg and listener is there are magnets in the back of that ramp oh yeah and what those magnets are supposed to do i think it talks about them being a ball lock so the magnets will kind of hold them in place on that ramp i don't know how that's going to work but think about cosmic kart racing by multimorphic how they had those Magnets on that back ramp that can play some fun shadowy tricks. So I do like that. I like that we've got that Jurassic Park Adams Family ramp diverter that can go to the left or right ramp uh, on wire forms. So I like that mechanism. I do like, there's also this mech, I don't know if you can see it, Greg, but it reminds me of Hot Wheels initially. There's a drop target that blocks it. You hit that down and you hit it into a saucer. Yes. And the saucer, instead of bucking it, up and over, like you see on a Hot Wheels, there's just a, a thin steel flap, and the ball goes, I guess, through that flap and then ends up on that wire form to come down to the right flipper. You see that? Yep. That's, that's I was wondering what that flap yeah. was. I didn't know if that's what it did. That's I thought unique. maybe it popped it out the back end of those pops and then let it trickle out to that left. Oof, I hope not. No, no, that flap, it no, comes up. Either. Uh, that flap uh, comes up enough for the ball to come through and then boom, sits back down on that flap and rolls. I don't know how to work, but that is unique and new. I like it. Oh, that would be really neat if you had a really good flap, but that just seems like that's a mechanical thing that just, uh, just waiting to, <laughs> if it doesn't have enough power, fuck yeah. up every time. Oh. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. It doesn't There's get no above way the to flap exit the if flap that coil's not working right or aligned mm-hmm. properly. Yeah, flap gets stuck up and gets jammed on something, that ball hitting it repetitively, mm-hmm. and now it don't go down, and your ball just keeps falling down into that oh, burning. Cool pool. concept. It's a cool concept. You also, this is a I prototype, like so you see a, a drop post in the out lane, left out lane. I think this is a controlled kicker. The positioning of that is really odd, but maybe maybe it'll work. Overall, when I'm looking at this game, 
I'm seeing probably some good good amount of rules here. We got multi balls. We got different modes. We have 14 songs. What I'm struggling with is the play, and I'm really struggling with the art. But more so, I'm struggling, Greg, because this is a queen pen, and I love queen. I don't. What? No, I mean I, I like them, but queen. it's just never been. No, I like their music. Like obviously, I'm. They're very theatrical. I love show tunes. I love yeah. theater. I, I love all that. But it's just never never been something where it's like, I'm going to go buy a Queen album. Mm. Don't know why. Love them. But like, I just don't. Like, I'm just not into them. Like, it, like having a Queen pinball machine just is like, man, it's about like Rush. I really like Rush. But yeah, I'm see, not going to rush out to me. buy the pin. I would take Queen over. I, Queen to me is a top five band game. I well, I'd take Queen, Queen over Rush. But like, I, I just Queen. like. No, neither nope. one of them. Like, we do get hmm. 14 live songs, including A Kind of Magic. Another one, Bites the Dust. They have some good ones in here. Bohemian Rhapsody, Hammer to the Fall, I Want to Break Free, Killer Queen, One Vision, Play the Game, Radio Gaga, Seven Seas of Rye, Somebody to Love, We Will Rock You, We Are the Champions, Who Wants to Live Forever. Dynamite play set there. Dynamite, dynamite. I I love, love, love the majority of those songs. Like I've always advocated for, give me a Motley Crue pinball machine, and then I could care less if another band pin comes out ever. Now, we are missing some songs from Queen, some hits. I don't think we get Don't Stop Me Now. And not a huge miss. What? Tonight, I'm gonna have myself a real good time. Yeah. Let me be good kind of pinball. <laughs> be a good song. Uh, yes, this is killing me because I love Queen. That's, that's, yeah. oh, you told me back when we first started hearing rumors years ago about a Queen pinball machine about how excited you were. That's a, be hard enough to buy. Now, the but one, that was when we thought that it was going to be produced by a different manufacturer. Mm, yeah. Oh. Not Pinball Brothers. It's going to be hard, but what makes it a little bit softer for me is that they are live songs. They're not studio recordings, which I don't yeah. like. I don't like live versions either. I, I listen either. to very few live versions of anything. We've seen in some of the video that was done, I believe by Pinball News or someone who frequented the shop, that they have a lot of assets. Like, they're playing the full songs of them on stage, Freddie Mercury doing his thing, Brian May. So, that is surprisingly awesome. That may, that may be pretty cool. It could be. But I want the studio recordings. Hopefully, there's a way to hack into it and just replace them. Kind of like they did on Guns N' Roses. That was the perfect way to do it. Yeah, that really was. So, you got the amped up concert experience, but then you had the fucking great master yes. recordings that yeah. sounded amazing it was the song the 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 way that we all know it mm-hmm. and love to hear it oh you gonna take me home tonight oh down beside that red fire light oh you gonna let it all hang out fat bottom girls you make the rocking world go round the artwork was pretty meh I will say everybody's sitting on the back glass artwork. I I think it's it's well done illustration. I really yeah, okay. like the renderings that they did of the band members. I think I think it looks good. For some reason, when I look at this playfield, it reminds me of the Big Lebowski. 
I have no clue why. The this artwork is just dirty looking. The, it's not even like 70s. It looks like somebody vomited on that bottom. It looks like throw up. Great. The art blades need to go too. Uh, if you guys listened or watched just another pinball stream this last week, he had on guests Craig Bobby from the Pinball Show, and he had on Travis Murray from the Pinball Network. And they do a deep dive into this reveal and go through all of the pictures. And we were poking fun at um, poking. That's good. Of the art blades. The art blades, are they have like hands up in the air, but then they have fingers that are as large as hands. It is, it, you can't not see it. So if you don't want it to be spoiled, don't look at it. But it is awkward, those art blades. What if this art was secretly done like as like a passion project by somebody like like Jeremy or Franchi or somebody <laughs> that 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 it was just a passion project and they haven't told anybody about it and they've been oh, so amped up and it's just up. like everybody's tearing it apart like it's shit that would crack me up yeah. <laughs> and they just stay quiet and never even talk about it yeah for for my money get rid of those and give me what you put on the flyer uh, those lasers that we see on the apron and uh, Queen. It's Queen. I don't know if flipping out will be. I think we'll be selling these, as we are selling uh, Pinball Brothers Alien. Alien. So it'll. St- I think it's still going to go well, dude. If it flips, you're interested. Get on the get on the interested yeah. list with it. It flips decent and it has decent code. It's going to sell. If this thing, yeah, if this thing flips well. And it has mm-hmm. good code. It's freaking queen. I'm buying it. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like knock your socks off. It's just got to be okay. Yeah, absolutely. In the cell. Absolutely. A lot of people's socks are being knocked off with the new Stern pinball games. I can't wait to play Godzilla. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, you sound real enthused. Let me tell you. My enthusiasm has died. Really? For Why one of that? two reasons. I get excited about no, no current to future releases because number one, price point, which mm-hmm. I can still scrape some together. That that's not like yeah. that, that doesn't kill me, it but boost it sucks. Price increases. Number big. two is production. Oh. I just know that I will not be able to touch a new release for over a year. Mm, you get to play because one you being my friend shows. i allow everyone else i go to the back of the list Aww. because you have a business to run and you have large quantities of orders and so great nice customers you. take note so, dennis creasel yes i just know that now i love that when you first started off and i got <laughs> the very first game that you got like yeah sure i can play <laughs> yeah, and so I was able to like hell yes, Stranger Things, monsters, woohoo! Yeah. First one. Now at and night, now, I look out my window and I'm waiting for people uh, grouping together with torches. Yes, so that that has killed my enthusiasm with uh, Stern or any manufacturers' new games. Mm. But I still I still get excited about. I still want to go play them on location. It's just I'm still not a big location playing guy. I like yeah, my home in home games. So well, speaking of production delays i'm mm-hmm. here to report additional production delays from stern pinball this is, this is the podcast you'll hear because i get the updates we're still we got to we got a, a bump on godzilla pro it's supposed to start rolling out domestically last week we're looking to have that this week and then ellie's will follow 
then premiums will follow now I'm guessing end of October, beginning of November. Um, we had an Avengers pro that was originally planned for August that kept getting bumped. We did get some of those. And I think we have a couple extra at flipping out pinball. So bye, bye, bye on the website now bye, bye, bye. because Lord knows when we're ever going to see another Avengers pro November. Let's go into November guys, Jurassic park premium. There are a couple uh, from the July run that they had to cut. A couple still going to be trickling out there. Same with Iron Maiden Premium. We're supposed to see those that have been waiting. We'll see those in November. Star Wars Pro. Again, we're going to see a little bit of them trickle out in November. Still going to get some Star Wars The Pin in November. Star Wars Comic Pin. Iron Man Vault. That last little Iron Man Vault run, I believe, will be in November. Led Zeppelin Pro. We're going to get some trickling out that we're supposed to be out in August. We're going to get that finally in November. Mandalorian Pro was scheduled for October. It's now been bumped to November. Oh, no. That sucks. Mm. Why so slow? And then you're going to see in November that Godzilla Pro, that second production run, that is going to go to homeowners. You're going to see that in November now. Uh, I think it was always November. Then in December... Originally being planned for August was Batman Premium. We now have that fall into December. Deadpool Premium. Now this, they were, we've been waiting for a Deadpool Premium December run for a long time. They're here to tell us that the ones that, uh, the amount that we thought we were going to get, they're still going to make some, but that's even going to get cut a little bit. Um, so you may have to wait till 2022 for your Deadpool Premium. We're still going to see some more Beatles Gold, the end of that run. Uh, finishing up in December. We've got some more. If you guys want a Beatles Gold, let us know. We have more on order. Um, and then Stranger Things Pro, supposed to be September, bumped to December. Bullshit. Oh, it's not bullshit. bullshit. That last Stranger Things Pro run. And then Mandalorian Premium. Everybody thought they were going to finally get it in October. Unless I am mistaken, you are as of yet empty-handed. It's been bumped to December. Great. And additional bad news. Are you out of your mind? The following titles have been pulled from their 2021 run and are now going to be built in 2022. Star Wars Pro, Star Wars Premium. They're both supposed to be out in December. Deadpool Pro, oh, supposed to get some in December. People were waiting. It's now 2022. Jurassic Park Pro and Premium. There was a November and December run, respectively. Both are now falling into 2022. Avengers Pro and Premium in November runs, both falling into 2022. And sadly, what this means, everyone, I'm the speaker of dealers right now, and it's not a fun thing to report, but since they're falling in 2022, the price has now increased and will reflect that new pricing that we heard that was going to fall in 2022. <coughs> so if you have them pre-ordered or if you've even paid for them, your dealer will likely be reaching out to you to inform you that if you want to continue with your order, it's going to be an additional X amount of dollars. Well, you just uh, basically ruined my entire fucking vacation. I just Thank ruined you for Christmas. Your drap news for the rest of the year just set the tone for me. I couldn't. I couldn't say it in a tone that made me happy, though. Yeah. So hey, yeah. At least you read it. You didn't read it like in today's news. In today's there's been news, sixteen car bombings. Christmas is canceled. Yeah. <laughs> at least you you wrote it, read it appropriately. So. The silver lining here 
There is no silver lining. Shut the fuck up. There is. I'm always trying to find a silver lining. Um, Hashtag shill. Is that they're still making games. They're still making more games than they ever have before. Parts are really, really an issue. They are killing this industry right now. And we hear it so much from Stern about these bumps because they're making like 15 titles. You're not going to hear this from JJP or Chicago Gaming or from American Pinball because they're not making anything. We hear this from Stern, and it's so prevalent because they're making the majority of pinball machines uh, that go out into the world. Why, no, why do you right. think Cactus I mean, Canyon's been taking this long? Hell, that thing was supposed to be announced last January. Yeah, didn't we? Weren't we supposed to get two titles from American Pinball this year, promised by Dave Fix? I haven't seen one. It's yeah, it's just tough all over the place. You know, if if it was just happening in pinball, if it was just happening in Stern, it's it, it would be a different story. But I mean, it's it's just across the country. I, I think that we're all just as a nation as a whole, just, just tired mm-hmm. yeah. of everything right now. That's and, true. you know, I think we all feel that we made it through, you know, 2020, you know, 2020 with uh, COVID first hitting. And then, you know, you kind of roll into the new year and things let up and then things get bad again. And you, you feel like that we're hopefully on the back side of things. And then all of a sudden we run into these uh, labor issues and, mm-hmm. and parts issues still that, that seemingly don't make any sense to anyone because uh, of a variety of unknown factors. And I think that, you know, even COVID aside, we want to get back to normal lives. We want to be able to buy the shit mm-hmm. that we want. There's no sense in stimulating the economy if you can't buy anything. Yeah, and, we, and we've said before, Ugh. at some point, these prices on the secondary market are going to have to come down. But I'm here to tell you, listener, I'm projecting that as long as we continue having these parts delays and manufacturing production delays, you're going to continue to see that market high on the prices uh, going forward 100 percent. if you if you can't buy games and people are jonesing for games why in the hell are you gonna why are you gonna sell a, a pro for five thousand dollars on the secondary yeah. market until we You're see gonna go that, 55 56 we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be heavy on the prices so for all of you who have these games on pre-order whether it's from us at flipping out or another dealer uh, you you still have options um, I'm, I'm a hobbyist I'm an enthusiast Greg you know that and first and foremost yeah and I'll tell you, if you don't want to wait, you don't have to wait. I, it kills us as a business because we're, we're struggling right now when it comes to cancellations. I'm not going not gonna to sugarcoat that. Uh, the, it's, starting to, it's starting to hit us um, with cancellations and with people saying, no, I don't want it anymore because we've already projected out these runs. And when somebody drops out, then the person we lost the sale from you know two weeks ago because they weren't going to get it soon enough could have filled that. It, it's tough. It's, it's really tough, but well, and you just, you just see the business, you see the volume, you see the clients, you know, how hard that you have worked to, to succeed and to get where you are and you have all these orders come in and it's, it's this exuberating feeling because it vindicates all your hard work and your dedication to clients. And then when you can't fulfill those orders that is completely out of your hands, then it's devastating, not only financially, but morally and everything to you and as a business and your family because you you don't have any control over it no matter how hard you work and no matter what you do now you're limited you you might have taken in 500 orders and can only place two of those 200 of those orders mm-hmm. uh in a year and it, like that's I, I just i hate i hate it for you and i i wouldn't want to be in your position 
Um, and I know how hard it is of what you have to deal with, with, with customers and everything. Cause I mean, I would be upset too, but I think ultimately listeners, anyone else ha- have to just completely understand that you're as frustrated, if not more, oh, yeah. because not only are you not getting those games and can't make them happy and can't fulfill their orders, but, but that's your livelihood. Like, like they're missing out on a fun game. They're missing out on their, their toy. I'm missing out on paycheck. Yeah, you're missing out on a paycheck to feed your family uh, and to do anything else. So I, I just, you know, we talk a lot. I mean, we're best friends. It's I was going to say, that, ladies and gentlemen, this is like Greg Bones, my best friend. He knows the heartbreak because he has to hear it from me every single week. Yeah, I hear I hear it all the time, and not in a bitching way. It's just in sometimes. a conversation between friends. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely sometimes. I mean, can you believe but, these assholes? What they do? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it, it's truly just like like just uh, us talking like friends i mean it's just normal conversation and I, I i have the inside that a lot of people don't but i but i think a lot of people if they stopped and thought like why, why in the hell would this be your fault what are you doing wrong you're not doing anything wrong it's out of your hands um and it like i said before it it hurts you as much if not more mm-hmm. than them so you know just from uh, not even a friend perspective but just from a a human perspective you know thank everybody you. think on that thank you i appreciate <laughs> that and it it's hurting these manufacturers i know that stern yeah. would love uh to crank these things out they would love oh, dude 100 because it's money out of their pocket they too. would like they would pay for another factory down the road just to run four lines if they could if they had the parts so um it's hitting everybody hard and that's pinball right now and it messes with the market and that's mm-hmm. that's kind of where we're at but we're still getting new games. We're still getting fun games. It's just going to take a little bit longer. I'm just glad that they released something like a Godzilla because I'm here to tell you the Godzilla premium is going to take forever to get. But damn mm-hmm. it, if you're going to have to wait for a game, Greg, that's the one that I'm willing to wait for. That yeah. looks phenomenal. Just looks No, great. I think so too. I think it's worth the wait. I, I, I think what's eventually going to happen, if this, if this is prolonged through the end of the year, like we're projecting, I think come around Christmas time, I think that you are going to start seeing some of the secondary market games hit new in box prices. They already have. I'm talking about like MSRP. They already new have new in box prices. <laughs> I mean, what? Yes, you you name a stern title. Deadpool certainly has. Deadpool sells on the used market more than brand new in box. What? Yes. Where are they? Ghostbusters at? Where are they at? more than 57? brand new in box. Batman. Where are they at? Elvira Where? more than oh Elvira yeah I, I more yeah, than Elvira more than in the box but yeah you're right some other other games may do that uh, may do that as well I think you're gonna start seeing fifty eight to six thousand on them already happening really I'm telling you then I got shortchanged on my damn Avengers and I, I felt told bad you for you selling had a that good for what I did damn thing I'm like geez, well I jacked geez. it up I went high yeah well, I thought enough. it went high but I think I shortchanged myself. We'll see if it affects other companies like Spooky Pinball. We know that um, they're trying to roll out Ultraman and Halloween. We did get a big code update from Halloween on October 1st, as promised. Spooky's Bug showcased this code update on a video that can be found on YouTube. Really well done. Bugs just... Corwin, he's he's a natural when it comes to being humble and, and explaining things, not getting worked up. Um, I love watching the kid uh, work and do some film stuff. That's awesome. They did add clips from the film, finally, to this new code. That's going to help immensely. And they added what I thought was neat, Greg, was what they're calling a blood store, uh, kind of a mystery reward system where you collect blood drops throughout different parts of the game, Hmm. and then you can use those 
to buy certain mystery awards in the blood shop. Hmm. Not bad. Kind of Mandalorian-esque. That's kind of neat. I like that. That is, that's a lot of fun. You can also now select your modes. Uh, on the LCD screen, it'll visually show you the difficulty level of said modes as well. So you instead of just automatically starting a mode, Greg, uh, whenever you get ready to start a mode, boom, on the screen, you'll see six different modes, too easy, too medium, too hard. And points will determine, you know, the higher the points, the more difficult and vice versa. So that's that's pretty cool. I like it. Still excited to play it. As am I. Maybe we have a special video on Halloween here soon. Mm, I'd like to. We've got all kinds of videos on Jersey Jack Pinball. This last week, they announced a price increase for Guns N' Roses LE. Mm. Now, chill out, everybody. They already prepped us with this by up, upping the price of Willy Wonka LE to 11 k with their recent rerun. GNR is just going to match it. So instead of 10 5 for a GNR LE, we're at 11 5 then, What about unfulfilled orders? Then, Where are you yeah, at on that, that? Perfect question. That's the nice thing. This price only applies to new orders. Well, that's nice at least. Thank you. Whew less calls i have to make breaking people's hearts so that is mm-hmm. that is nice now keep in mind if your dealer has taken more orders than they have uh, m- machines eh, then they might up their order and you might get stuck with that but not here at flipping out pinball now do you think greg this pricing increase is going to affect the next title or do you think instead of matching that it's going to go up even more oh it'll go up even more Woo! more than I 11k think. for nelly I think so, because I just don't think anything is going to be on track by that point. And, um, yeah, I do. Wowzers. It's, uh, so the rumor is Toy Story by Pat Lawler. That is the 11.5. 11.5, so another 500. I think so. What about CEs? They were 12.5 originally when it came out. Fuck, dude. 11.5? Like, that just... <laughs> that's insane. Uh, and they cut short the the GNR standards. So who knows if they'll even do standards on the next one, man. I know. I know. I think you're going to see CEs. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if they had 15,000 for a CE. Oh, I could see that. But something tells me 14. I mm-hmm. still think I 14 K is where we're going to be. It's a nice jump. If I had to guess on, uh, if I had to guess on the LEs, I, I'm with you. I see an 11, five in the future. I do. Mm. That's uh that's tough. Before we go into pinball market trends, I want to do a quick this or that with you because there was a Pinside Forum topic that I was enamored with. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it was Dialed In Limited Edition by Jersey Jack Pinball or Stern's Jurassic Park Premium. Now, you would first oh. think, well, pfft, I mean, come on. Stern Jurassic Park Premium is one of the greatest games ever made, period, right? However, I go into this thread, Greg, and I was overwhelmed with the support of dialed-in people. Wow. The first couple pages was nothing but an 80-20 pick to dialed-in. What? I swear to you. That's why I'm bringing it up on this show. I was very surprised to see that much support. Because it's not like you're just putting up a, a strong theme like Jurassic Park. Like that's It's a good game. It's, it's well-coded. It's phenomenal. Like... Yeah, like, and, and granted, Dialed In is one of the greatest shooting games there is. And the rules are great on that, and too. And the rules are great, but the theme the is theme so the bad, art, like what we've yeah. talked. Yeah, like, like that's all that's so bad that it drags it down so much. But I, I wonder if people are truly just separating ownership from the actual game. Because if it's the actual game, I get it. Owning it? No, no way. I don't know if I get it. 
That's the dumbest thing that Jersey Jack has ever not done is to take that pin, keep the whole damn rules. Yes, yeah, just change the theme. I know. You don't have to do anything but buy a license and uh, an artist. We've been doing and, straight down the middle for uh, over four years, close to five. And yeah. <laughs> ever since covering that was one of our first episodes of straight down the middle was a review of dialed in and it was the new hot thing that's when you and i started our media channel and yes uh, following six months following that we were like we love this game but from then on we were like retheme this thing please yeah. i agree yeah I don't, I don't get it. I, it just seems like that it, it'd be so worth their money. And I mean, you would, and it, there's more to it than, than that. I mean, you've got to retool, uh, uh, some of the, the toys and me- or just at least like the, the molding's the, fine. Okay. You got to redo, you got to redo all the animations. You got to redo all the call. You've got a lot of yeah. work on your hands, but the only reason I don't own dialed in is because of the theme. Yes. Yep. Yep. And this like, forum, it, there is a lot more money to go into it, but you've also saved a lot and you're going to sell potentially almost as many as what you would mm-hmm. uh, a new title that might not do fantastic, but that's good. And you've just got a lot less into it. I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, shit, how much does it cost to design a game? Uh, maybe, that's maybe, a lot of research and design. It, it's a lot of time too. I think so too. I just, I think that it would be very beneficial to them. And I think that it would give the people what they want because it's just a good game. It's not even a money factor. It's just giving the people like a great game. I I think you find a license that may be not such a big hit uh, to have its own layout and its own, its own production, but find find one that people love. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say something like this, something like maybe like, um, something cult, uh, classic ish, like an, Evil Dead or like a Princess Bride or something that maybe I wouldn't feel great. Would you do a fifth element on there? Does fifth element deserve its fifth element? It might not be a Harry Potter Star Wars license, Mm -hmm. but damn it, you could sell a lot of a lot of them uh, if rethemed around a dialed in. I agree. Damn. We're on fire today, Greggy. Ladies and gentlemen, Greg Bones back, and so is your favorite pinball segment in all of pinball podcasting history. I can make bold, unsubstantiated claims, right? I think that's the what everybody else does. Some more than others. You heard market trends here. Yeah, let's start selling those t-shirts. Oh, let's not get into that. If you want to see my face on your underwear, right on your crotch, visit flippingoutpinball.com. Buy a pair of those boxer briefs where every time you take your pants off, there's a smile on your penis. <laughs> Truly a bonehead. <laughs> we are here to announce the rise and the fall of the marketplace. You know it as Pinball Market Trends. Oh, <laughs> shit. Trending up this week, you guessed it, because hashtag I only report the facts here on the Pinball Show Pinball Market Trends, and that's Cactus Canyon Remake. Some bitch hadn't even come out yet, and it's already trending up. You're welcome, CGC. Cactus Canyon Remake really got an uptick this last week, as if it wasn't hot already. When you add the name Lyman Sheets and Josh Sharp to the mix, bam! We got ourselves a certified winner, and we haven't even played her. Bam! Hmm. Cactus King is going to be hot for a long, long time. Also trending up this week is the, I don't know if you've seen this, Greg, it's the Ghostbusters Firehouse mod, new 
by a guy named Scotty Wolf on Facebook on, a, on one of the pinball groups. Did you see that? No, I haven't seen it. Greg, the thing is phenomenal. I know that Measle Mods, I believe, originally did like a, a 3D sculpt that covered up that, that just that plastic firehouse on the original. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. But now this Scotty Wolf, shout out Scotty. Scotty Too Hottie has created this firehouse, Greg, that's even more uh, authentic to the movie, and it fills out the whole back left. Instead of just a, a like a vertical firehouse where you have to imagine, he, no, it is deep now, and it fills Ooh. the whole back left of the play field. It's wonderfully crafted. It has lighting in it. It's going to have a fire pole furniture inside. It's like a dollhouse for your Ghostbusters pinball machine. Oh, I'm gonna have to go check that out, man, because like that's got me excited about that. Because I want to own another Ghostbusters. Ooh, shout out to uh, Swinks too. Swinks is making. He's finally doing uh, what I tried to do. He's doing motorized phaser guns that are in the outlanes that actually save a ball. And you have a foot pedal in between the cabinet when you're playing to initiate these oh. these photon beams. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yep, I'm on the list for a couple of those. Oh, Ghostbusters Firehouse Mod by Scotty Wolf. All's trending up this week is the Squid Game on Netflix. Oh, Squid Game's awesome. Have you seen it yet? I haven't seen it, but numbers don't lie and only port the facts. Uh, Squid Game? Is this a thing? Dude, it's so original. And, like, I I watched the preview of it, and I was like, uh... Okay, this actually looks really interesting, uh-huh. but I'm not big on like dubbed movies. Yeah. And then somebody posted, uh, I think it was Chaz Hawk, I think it was Chaz Arcade. Uh-huh. Chad, Chaz had posted that he had benched it and was like really good. And I was like, okay, that makes me want to watch it because me and him have very similar taste in movies. Okay. And then oddly enough, because Chelsea gets really weird about stuff like that, Chelsea <laughs> turned it on, my wife. Yeah. And started watching episodes and shit without me, dude. <gasps> she loved it. Wow. I watched it, loved it. Like, it's just so original. Right. It is so refreshing to watch. I don't know anything about it, but... It- oh, dude. Don't let nobody tell you. Don't look at any spoilers. Just watch it. Okay. All right. It's I, so good. I got I had to trend it up. I mean, yeah, uh, the only definitely. thing I trend down regarding the Squid Game is the comment that everyone makes that I wish the dubbing was better. What the? <laughs> That's why I got Every I saw this. Review we, I see. I wish yes. the dubbing was better. I, I don't watch a lot of dub movies, I but know. I was like, it was pretty damn good, and it was kind of on par with dubbing of any foreign film. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what people wanted. So the squid game is up right now. You heard it here on Pinball Market Trends, but what is trending down this week is the big Lebowski. Not the film, because that's a masterpiece. Thank you very much, Cohen Bros. No. But trending down is the Big Lebowski pinball machine. Greg, do you? I don't even hear of this game anymore. I don't hear nothing. I hear nothing. It's so about pricey. It. It's lost its appeal. I mean, I, it's still making it circles. I think and people that can afford it. But sure, it's like, eh. I think that it's. It. I won't say it's had its turn. It doesn't do, do anything with it. But I just think you're not hearing a lot about it. Well, just it as we see other. Uh, limited titles really hitting the market high right now. Big Lebowski really hasn't seen that spike. Sure, it's still mm-hmm. $14,000, $15,000 on the secondary market, but it was that for the last six months. For the last 12 yeah. months, it really hasn't spiked, yeah. and we don't, we're don't we not hearing anything from Dutch Pinball. Uh, production is super slow. I think if you ordered one now from Cointaker, it's like 10 months just to, just to even think you're getting one, and I think I love the game. I love the looks of the game. Uh, it needs better code, but... 
I'm hearing nothing about the Big Lebowski, so it's trending down. Also trending down is what Greg Bowen said earlier in the show. It's manufacturing. I'm dying, Greg. Manufacturing is killing me. Screw you, manufacturing. Screw you, parts delays. <laughs> and it's not going to get any better for the foreseeable future. You said through Christmas. That's kind. I see this going till next summer. Oh, easily. I yeah, see, I do too. I see it happening. Yeah. Mm. And in brighter news, here's this week's deals of the week. Bye, bye, bye. We'll run them down real quick. I am glad to report that there are a lot of deals out there right now. So get your wallets out. Get ready. Write these down so that you can save a buck or two. Go on Pinside right now, right outside of Meridian, Idaho. Pinsider by the name of Digor. They are selling a whirlwind for $6,800. That's a steal, right, Greg? You serious, Clark? <laughs> You're like, no, what, what are you talking about? Well, here's the caveat. $6,800 is hot, right? They call this game restored, and it looks pretty good. And the descriptions of what they're calling restored, I agree with. Comes with a new CPR playfield, new ramps, new plastics, new side rails, new lockdown bar, new legs, new cabinet decals, new pin score display, a CPR mirrored back glass, an LED OCD board, new side blades that are uninstalled, thank God, because they're hideous, and a full set of comma LEDs. I didn't have time to really painstakingly go through this individual's work, but I can say off of just the quick looks, this is a really nice machine. And from quickly looking at it, I would definitely call this a restore. And at the price of $6,800 for a restored whirlwind with those features that they listed, this legit is a great deal. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, it is not bad. Keep in mind, everybody, I sold my whirlwind restored for $16,000. Yeah, but that was... I mean, it was ridiculous, but... It was gorgeous. $16,000. $6,800 is a steal Schmitty for Schmitty did game. a fantastic job on that. Yeah, he always does. Wait till you see my World Cup soccer he's working on. <laughs> or the Stargazer. Oh, get out of here. Another deal of the week this week can be found right outside of Naperville, Illinois. We know that place, don't we? Yes. Pinsider by the name of Doug Galekowitz. Hey, it's me, Doug Galkowitz. Uh, <laughs> Doug Galkowitz with the super fans. The Bears do suck. Ha! Throw the ball, Justin. Throw the ball. I'm over here at Tom Watson selling these mattresses <laughs> for him. Mattresses. Tom Watson's mattress store. <laughs> uh, Tom Watson reached out. He's a, he's a supporter of Flippin' Out Pinball. Love you, Tom. He's over on the West Coast. Yep. California. Come buy mattresses, man. How about a California king? I don't even have to sell you a mattress. I'll just give you a hammock, man. Just sleep on the beach. <laughs> you don't need a mattress. Uh, uh, Doug Gakowitz is selling a Batman, the Data East Batman that Greg Bone actually likes. Dun, this dun, game dun. is a full player's game. It's rough around the edges. She <laughs> works most of the time. Uh, music's cutting in and out 5-10% of the time. There's this play field wear here and there. It's a player's game, guys. It's a player's game. But at the price of $2,000 or best offer, I think it's a steal. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I thought you were going to say something ridiculous that that was high. I'm like, no. no. Bye, bye, bye. $2,000? That title's uh, not. It's good theme. Yeah. It's not uh, easy not, to find. Not the worst game in the world. Yeah. This, is a, this is what Greg and I uh, often do when we're talking about games. We call this a garage pin. Yes. You don't right. necessarily put it in your basement. You just keep it in the garage right. and play it. That's right. Clean it up when you can. Dude, I'd pay two grand for that for in my basement or I for know, in my or, garage. 
or best offer. Yeah, and you can get this thing for seventeen hundred bucks cash. Oh my god, seventeen hundred! I'd certainly it's a D and D game. In. It's a it's a killer license. I you know what? Nicely done, Doug. And your last deal of the week this week. I'm telling you, they're everywhere. It's a Circus Voltaire with my friend up in Glen Allen, Illinois, Chicago. Go pick up all these games. K Clank, Devin, shout out. He always has nice games. I've got a couple games from him before. My Shadow, mm, got that from him. He has a Circus Voltaire for sale. It is a very nice example. A clear-coated play field. Topper, color DMD. He's got it listed at $97.50. No, guys, $97.50 buys you a, just a decent Circus Voltaire. This is a nice Circus Voltaire that's been clear-coated with a topper and a color DMD. This is a buy-buy-buy all day long. All right, let's close down the show, Greg Bone. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot. Do you even know where people could email you if they wanted to reach out? Hmm. SDTM. <laughs> you want a multiple choice? Pinball at gmail.com. Excellent. Nicely done, my friend. Uh, you can email us at the pinball network at gmail.com. Uh, for correspondence, we've had a lot of fun stuff like chicken nuggets with honey, uh, iWatches and, and Apple Watches with, with our logos on it, Greg. So a lot of fun stuff from you listeners and fans out there. Thank you so much for the continued support. Buy a t-shirt if you want to help out straight down the middle. That Kraken t-shirt is on fire. It's awesome. And again, even if you don't care, I'm looking for your support. Roll your asses over to Instagram and follow Jurassic oh, yeah. underscore bone. Uh, again, I'm starting uh, to try mm-hmm. to ramp up some Jurassic Park stuff on there. Even if you don't care, like I said, just for the love of the bone, go mm, over there the love and of just, the bone. Yeah, just follow me to make my heart feel warm. Yeah, if you want to hone the bone, go to Instagram now. Exactly. Jurassic underscore bone. And I cannot wait till you and I get to reveal. People need to circle their calendars now, Greg, because Louisville Arcade Pinball Expo this next year, 2022. <laughs> We're going to make it wild. Uh, just like we did last year. If you thought the Stranger Things experience was fun, mm. wait until you see what we've got in store for you this year. Uh, that, wasn't, that wasn't a lizard in the middle of a city screaming either. Uh-huh. Ew, ew. What, what <laughs> dinosaur was that? that ew, was pretty ew. good. <laughs> wasn't that like a raptor? Yeah. Yeah. Ew, ew, ew. Oh. <laughs> And if you're ready to buy a brand new pinball machine, buy one from us at Flippin' Out Pinball. We'd be uh, greatly appreciative of that. Product showcase this week is a Willy Wonka LE. Pre-orders, get them in because they're running them right now. I saw pictures of them on the line. October to December, you get this Willy Wonka LE. We also, like I said, we've got a couple Stern Avengers pros. We have Star Wars, the comic, the pin, the pin people. Everybody contact me. Holy shit, you got a comic premium or a pro? No, it's the pin, but perfect holiday gift. The perfect one. Most affordable. Some say the better layout and rules. And it's got that opto spinner. Come on, people. Artwork's fantastic. Godzilla pre-orders and accessories. We're still taking orders on all of that. Get in line for that. We have more Beatles Gold coming in. We've got Big Buck Hunter. Reloaded Panorama. Uh, reloaded, ready to go right out to you. We have the CGC Miss Pac-Man Galaga stand-up arcade. That's, a, again, another great holiday gift to get those uh, before it's too late. Stranger Things are, but look, I've got art blades, I've got shooter rods, I've got armor, you name it, I probably have it. Banners, I've got it all. Hopefully Mandalorian accessories roll out this week. 
I don't, maybe Stern stiffed us on, dude, you know how many damn Mandalorian accessories we bought, Greg? <laughs> no timeline for the topper. That is going to be a wait. It's Lucasfilms, people. Come on. <laughs> Escalera turnaround time, eight to 10 weeks. And for the price of a cup of coffee, put my children through daycare by buying a t-shirt. And TPN is on fire right now. We see a lot of media providers taking a step back. TPN is taking a leap forward. We've got some crazy announcements this week that I cannot wait. We've got additional nutso ideas and projects that we're working on to be revealed later this month. And I had a hell of a good time last week with TPN's Hub Challenge as they streamed Ultraman by Spooky Pinball. One of the first streams out there. That was a ton of fun. Love you, Hub. We had a final round pinball podcast with Cat Nightingale guest starring. Love that. And they teased me behind the scenes on who their next guest is. <sighs> Very relevant. You're not going to want to miss that. So subscribe, follow the Pinball Network. We had free play pinball podcast with Mr. Lord Helmet. Hammy brought on her hubby. And he's just as much fun. And we had a just another pinball stream video cast question mark. Joel Engelberth from Just Another Pinball Stream did something that I think we're going to see more of here at TPN. There's your hint, people. We got a live stream of him doing a podcast-ish talking on video with Travis Murray of TPN and TPN and TPS's very own Craig Bobby. They discussed the Queen reveal, reactions to the Ultraman stream, and pinball pricing hysteria. Go on TPN's YouTube right now and watch that back. Ton of fun. And TPN this week, I don't know if we're going to have a Silver Ball Chronicles. I know they recorded. They're probably in an editing phase right now. Maybe. I'm not sure. I wonder what they're, I don't even know what they're working on right now over there. That's always a hit. And I would be remiss if I didn't remind you guys of the events coming up at TPN this week. We've got a good one. Tomorrow, Tuesday, October the 5th, 9 o'clock Mountain Time, uh, Central Time, 10 o'clock Central Time, we have another battle on Don't Panic Flip. It's twitch.tv slash Don't Panic Flip. Another iron pinball battle. It's between Don't Panic Flip and Fliptronic. Jordan and Becca take on George as they play Stranger Things. Oh, that's going to be good. All right, Boney, I love that you were here this week. I loved that you were here two weeks ago. That's uh, one more time, and I think we're going to call that a pattern. For Greg Bone, I'm Zach Manny. And always remember, you don't need a queen to be a king, so that's a hard pass for me. And always practice safe pinball and keep your radio dial locked onto the most listened to pinball podcast around the pinball show exclusively on the pinball network. Also training down this week. Oh, the heart wrenching, heart breaking Chicago bears and Indianapolis Colts. Greg, how are we even watching football? Our teams blow. Oh yeah, but the difference is, is uh, I'm I'm used to the Bears sucking, and I'm not used to the Colts. Well, the last couple of years have been bad. Yeah, but it's sort of a staple. Still stings though every year because I feel like every year most Bears fans are like, yeah, this is the year. Oh, new I'll, quarterback. This is the year. Yeah, I I'll trade you our quarterback for your young Justin Fields. No, can I still throw the Fields. fucking ball. Throw it, Justin. <laughs> throw it. Uh, yeah. I I, th- I think that that was a shocker for the kid. I think he learned a Not lot. Not the good shocker. Game. Like <laughs> he he got more than one finger. That's right. Um, I, I I think that he learned a lot. And <laughs> he I, sure I'm did. optimistic. If he can remember it, 
Oh. Learn how to take a fucking sack is what he learned. Oh, my God. Throw the ball out of bounds. <laughs> but I don't know, man. There was a lot going on. That offensive line blows. He <laughs> didn't have a lot Bears of time for those guys to get open. It's the coach. It's our coach. I, do, I think it's coach. I, I'm, I, I don't think Nagy. I'm not I'm not a fan of Nagy. I, I gave that guy because people, people would jump on his ass quick. Uh, this year, though, I'm like, no, nah, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's not right with the Bears. Yeah, there is no way. Like some of those players are decent players, and and some of them are good players, and he's just not doing. I shit can't even him. smack talk because the Colts are worse than the Bears this year, and the Bears look like be. complete garbage. <laughs> oh. I wish we played each other this year. <sighs> I'm glad we don't. 